You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ and My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe and well. If you use the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may have put new content on. As always, like to take a lovely channel sponsor and tuck it. Check them out in the description below. Another fan, eleven. A man, I've. We, we were just saying it's a bit like a first date. We 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 we've communicated so much on email and, and messaging and stuff like that, but we've never really met. And so I'm looking forward to talking to the man today. The man behind the Noble Era series. Let's be honest. The man behind the Noble Era series. The man himself. It's Mr. Skipper. How are we doing, Skips? I'm fine, thanks, Russ. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Nice dinner today. Cooked a uh, uh, nice nice dinner. I I know it's pissing it down. We're calling this on Monday. I know this is probably going to get on Wednesday or something, but um, I managed five minutes without no rain to quickly open the barbecue up to do a bit of chicken on the barbecue. So I was quite pleased. I love how we've gone to food straight away. Always <laughs> it's is. It just it's 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 back to form. Skips anyone anyone who watches our lunchtime the lunchtime shows know we barely talk about football to be honest it's probably the west ham channel and it's always about lunch so it just seems natural we talk about food but yeah i'm very well thank you i'm very well uh mrs budden's birthday this week so that'd be good uh and my daughter's next week so may is an expensive month for me i was gonna say busy time yeah busy it is, time. It is. but it's like it's all done so then it's like done yeah, until get Christmas. All out the way. exactly mother's day's out the way valentine's day's out the way the birthdays are out the way i've got seven months clear now that's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it. Every cloud, every cloud. But have you been skipped? Have you been, my Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. As I was just saying to you before, you've sort of been keeping me entertained the last few months with the uh, lunchtime shows and watching uh, the Hammers 11s. And like you said, with the Noble Era, yeah, I've had a little bit of time on my hands lately. Um, sort of because of the job I'm in, mean, I work in travel, it's obviously been a little bit quiet. Yes. No one's been going anywhere. So, yeah been working from home had a little bit of time on my hands i thought do you know what let's let's do something interesting or maybe not and um yeah the noble era just sort of started life on that then obviously you've now taken it and uh, made a show of it which is brilliant i really enjoy it yeah and so does everyone else from what you say yeah he's, he's a, yeah i get lots of lots of messages when's the next episode when's the next episode and uh yeah i mean you know even even new YouTube royalty, Jack mate, will literally text me. When's the next? When's the next episode? When's the next? Episode? Yeah, literally inject into my arms. I love it. So you know, it's uh, it's it's a great thing. It's a great way. And uh, yeah, I imagine. But I imagine things are start start going to be picking up a little bit for you now in the old travel sector. Well, we were hoping so, but that green list got yeah um, last week, and um, I work in corporate travel, and unfortunately, my clients ah. aren't going to the Falkland Islands or anywhere like that. So <laughs> the places they travel to are all still quarantined. So yes. we're not expecting much to change probably for the next few months. So, mm. But fingers crossed uh, it will pick up. And at the end of the day, I've, I've got to be thankful. I'm still still employed. Like my colleagues, yeah. unfortunately, haven't been. Sure. Exactly. Um, but as I say, the plus side is I get to, uh, to get watch to your show. Get to watch our show. So there you go. So every cloud 
has a Indeed. silver lining skips isn't it? and that's the thing and but i mean yeah as you said as long as you've got you know as long as you, you still got you know money in your pocket and, and your health that's that's all we can hope for at the moment isn't it so um but things are starting to get a bit better in it and obviously we know that west ham's kept us going hasn't it? it's kept us going Bless well, if nothing else i mean what a season it's been uh, unfortunately yeah. obviously the last few games it's, it's, it's funny, really, isn't it? Because if you said at the beginning of the season, we're position we're in going into it with two yeah. games to go, you you know, you'd bite your hand off. But obviously, to be, you know, I remember your taglines: "We're still fourth, we're still fifth. Yeah, and it could be that we just scrape into seventh. But let's let's see what happens. I think fans being back on the last game against Southampton is going to be massive. Yeah, absolutely massive. I'm I'm really excited for that game. I really think so because obviously, you know, what's you know what could be at stake, you know, and you know, although. Yeah, obviously, you know, we're, we this will go out probably might even Thursday, so we may have already played West Brom. So, you know, obviously, so we means, know where we are. We yeah. know where we are. So, yeah, we're so we'll just we'll just cover eventualities. Oh, great, we won, fantastic. We're in Europe. At least we're in Europe. Um, oh, we've got a draw. Okay, well, you know, oh, it's a bit dodgy. Oh, we lost. Okay, there we go. We've we've had all eventualities covered now. Skips are okay now, but um, yeah, it's uh, what could be. Obviously, the last game of the season. You know. We could be competing with Tottenham. Well, we're going to have eyes on that result, aren't we? We're going to be watching yeah. out and sort of watching what's going on on the other screen with them. So maybe the Europa League's better for us because I think, you know, to be fair, the squad we've got, Champions League, we, you know, would we have got very far Europa? We, you'd like to think maybe we'd be able yeah. to give it more of a shot, but just to be in Europe's great anyway. It is. It's it's, season, it's, it's brilliant. You're totally right, and I think, uh, and I think, yeah, it's it's a great. It's a great thing for the players, but also it's a great thing for the fans as well. I mean, you know, having, you know, having a couple of European trips is always nice. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to to go to those places as well. I think, I think the thing, I think if we were in the Europa Conference, I want to say, I think the last qualifying stage is in August. I think so. Um, you would hope there'd be some sort of movement of travel somewhere. So, particularly in Europe. So, we'll see. But um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant season and. I just I'm looking forward to next season now already because I just, you know what can happen with this team and, and this management and you know and hopefully a few players in and you know yeah get get ourselves a decent striker yeah um, yeah not an out of it we don't need him back no um uh, you know I <laughs> I'm uh he do you know what I know Arnie's Arnie um but you know someone put on Twitter today I think it was. Uh, a 2018 on out of it, would we be in Champions League with him this year? And I agree. I agree. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. He'd have to win the fans back over first, wouldn't he? Yeah. No, I know. But I think, yeah, it's, sometimes, you know, we just have that, you know, obviously he's such a, um, what's the word? He's such a, um, he he was he was tailored for that Moyes situation in terms of the system, and that's why it works with him. You know, he's you know, and that you know, and Taylor's fantastic, and he'll end up being our, our top Premier League goal scorer hopefully by the end of the season. Who knows? It'd be great. Could you imagine if he scored the goal, which oh, yeah. made us and and took us into Europe and beat and Tottenham, and we finished sixth? That'd be fantastic. But you know, someone like Anatovic, he was he was strong, he was quick, and he was he had a bit about him in terms of skill. Um, We'll see what happens in the in the transfer. It could be one all in the ninety third minute on Sunday, oh. Saturday, Sunday, whenever it's Sunday, it? yeah, yeah, Sunday, Sunday. and um, maybe up comes Fabianski and does an Allison in the last minute. Oh, could you imagine? That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? That was a great header. That would be funny. That you know, everyone would be very proud of that header. I tell you, it's a fantastic header. Um, and I just thought, yeah, it's just typical, isn't it? I know it's frustrating. I know there's been sort of a, a cross section. There's other fans who are. You know, like really happy that we've had a good season and we're still in Europe, which is fantastic. There's a there's a, another fan base who are like, oh, you know, you know, we've we've let ourselves down a little bit, and, and another fan group who are like, oh, that's it, we're the worst team. And as you said, you know, we're competing for European places rather than relegation places. It's, the, the thing that gets me, Russ, is a few of my Spurs mates are saying to me, "How comes we've had our worst season for years and we're still above you?" I just it's like well, uh, play that on Sunday. Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Let's wait and see what happens Sunday. And you know, the, the trophy cabinet will be yeah. Congratulations, you've got through. You know, you've beaten West Ham or whatever. Well done. Yeah. You know, you, that's that's literally all they've got. And they won't have Harry Kane next season. Now he's, yeah. he's 
decided he doesn't want to play for him anymore. So fair go. play. I can imagine they're going to absolute meltdown with him with that news coming out that he doesn't want to play for he wants to move this seat in the summer. So Yeah, I saw something about it earlier. So um mm. couldn't happen to a nicer club. <laughs> Could not happen to a nicer club. I feel so sorry for them. Not so uh yeah, but it's good. I mean there's, there's so much gonna happen this summer as well. So I think with the Euros as well and you know, loads of movement of of players and, and I think there's gonna be lots of really interesting like ways of doing transfers as well because everyone's not going to have any money so it'll be loans and and two for ones and, and player transfers and i think it's going to be really exciting so um yeah this season's been fantastic but now i'm looking forward to next season who did you say was your hammer of the year my hammer of the year um i think lingard's not been there long enough so it's no. got to be it's i think between the two czech boys personally yeah. um it's got it yeah i think it'll be down to between them two. Yeah, and me too. Me too. I think I think there's I think if there wasn't the injuries, um, it would have been four or five, wouldn't it, easily? It would have been Ugbono, it would have been Declan Rice, Chris oh, yeah. Well. You yeah. know, they'd all be in the mix. But yeah, and no, I think the two boys I, I mean I think I always I pinned my colours to Sufau quite early on this season, just because I think he just epitomizes what we want as a West Ham player. You know, he just He's, he's, he's turned up. We've we scoffed at this £5 million price tag for a right-back, thinking, what the hell yeah. are we going to get for five? And he's just proven us all wrong. And he seems really down to earth. And, yeah, he gets the bus. He's got a nice car as well. I've seen his car. He has a nice car, but <laughs> he gets the bus. So, you know, vis-a-vis, you know. But I think he's great. He's, he's so committed. And, yeah, I, I, don't think, I can't remember him having a bad game this nah. season. No, it's solid, isn't he? We've been caught, you know, crying out for someone like him for a long time. That's what we want, isn't it? You want, you just want like consistency. That right is he a Sufal or a Kufal? Because they think Sufal, yeah, Sufal. Game makes no sense. It makes no sense because it should be Kufal because it's Suchek. But apparently he is Sufal. I've been reliable before. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that winds me up as well because it's it's Suchek, not Sourchek. And as long as he plays well, that's the main thing. As long as he plays, I don't care who. I'll call him whatever (laughs) he wants to be. Yeah, as long as he scores, but yeah, but we'll see. I mean, it's a good season. Yeah, we've we've got to play West Brom. We've already already played them by the time this video comes out. But you know, with Sunday to look forward to, and then all the fun of of transfer windows and and Euros and stuff. It's 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 a good time to be a West Ham fan. I think. Hopefully, we've had a decent result against West Brom. My only worry is they've got fans in for that game, haven't yeah. they? And yeah. as, that could be their, well, that's obviously their last Premier League game. Could be for a while. You don't know. Yeah. But, easily plus it's sam allardyce so you just don't know no you just don't know do you but i think we i think we might have a rollicking i think you know the fact of the everton result uh, or sheffield united result more like it um i think that's yeah. probably pipped everyone up a little bit and you think they'd be properly up for it it seems to be we have a good game and a shit game a good game and a shit game so we've had a we had a good game against burnley didn't we, we played well against yeah. burnley um we had a couple of shit games so we're due a good game and Ben Rama's now scored, so maybe yes. that will push him. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, man. I think it's it's exciting times. It's exciting times, Skips. Right? Okay. First question: Why West Ham, Skipper? Why is it your club, my friend? Well, West Ham. I think, like most West Ham fans, you don't really get a choice, do you? Yeah. Um, me and my brothers um, were just brought up on West Ham. It was all we ever knew. My dad was born in, um, or not born, but brought up on the Portway, so like a stone's throw from Upton Park. Yeah. So as, as far as back as we can remember as kids, we used to go to West Ham. We were bought the tops. Um, I'm one of three boys, so my mum just, we just drove her mad. It was a complete football mad house, West Ham house. And uh, yeah, you know, all my mates were, um, a few mates were glory hunters like Liverpool and all that growing up at school and then a lot of them Tottenham Arsenal and all that. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, West Ham, we weren't winning anything. Um, sort of yo-yo side, weren't we, for many years when I was sort of, grew up watching them and uh yeah I, I just go back to it. i don't think you get a choice it's it's yeah. sort of just installed in you um as a west ham fan so it's really true and you and ride I mean, the roller coaster of being a yes fan. yeah exactly exactly i was talking to a guy the other day and he said uh yeah he he he, he wanted to thank thank his dad or was it was it who was i talking to he said he was he had i've got my i've got my uncle to thank for being a west ham fan and i was like are you taking the piss a little bit <laughs> the thank for being a West Ham fan is like Jesus um, but uh, I know what you mean and it but I mean you know obviously you, you, you 
you know avid avid you know messenger on the you know on the on the things at the lunchtime shows you know west ham's a funny uh, you know it's a great like community it's a great you know and so much so we get people from all other clubs come over and chat to us don't we so it's um yeah they they we've all hooked them in as well now it's a, it's a funny old club west ham but it's a special very very special club I think. of course very Definitely. special you know well a massive support massive support and um you know i think um hopefully moving to that stadium obviously we've got the ambitions of getting into europe which hopefully this is now going to do that and yeah. let's see if we're promised what the owners have uh yeah said we were going to get we'll, well i think see. i think you know i think it's it's you know for me now i think i think we, the 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 pellegrini experiment didn't work um nah. and the frustrating thing was if we hadn't tried the pellegrini experiment in theory, that money would have been available to David Moyes. And it's set us back 18 months as well. Yeah, and it, that's all it has. And so we would be 18 months further on down the line with a team who are together, who yeah. have a sense of of, of teamwork, of camar- camaraderie, you know, old school sort of team spirit with some really good players who are developing. And I think it's a shame that, I mean, hindsight's a great thing, but for me, it's like that Pellegrini experiment is should set us back 18 months, which is frustrating in some respects, but you know, at least we're, we're on, it seems we're on the right path now. So um, two big money signings he made, Haller and Anderson. And yeah, you know, exactly. And, and, and basically, you know, the first thing, the first thing, you know, Moyes has done is pretty much sell Haller and send out Anderson on loan. Um, I can't see him getting back into the first team. I, you know, for me, it's like if it's and I've said it before, if it, if it means we sell a player and we make a huge loss on him, that, that's a risk. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, who are you going to bring in to replace him? Um, is he going to be potentially as good, but you're paying half as much for him? So we'll see. I mean, for someone like Anderson, I think. You know, the Europa League or Europa Conference, potentially, if he's playing, is a great shop window come January. You know, to he's not getting any game time at Porto at the moment no. now. And so it's like, well, you might as well just give him a few. You know, at the moment, his stock isn't particularly high. So for me, I would have a go at trying to, you know, give him some give him some games and in the, in the Europa League and see what happens. And um, I mean, he's a good player there. You know, that first season oh, yeah. when, he, when he turned up, he was phenomenal. So, um yeah, it's just it's just a shame. It happens too often with us, doesn't it? You know, it's like, or they'll have a really good seat. It's usually when they're on loan, we'll get a good seat, good play on loan, and as soon as we as soon as we buy him, he becomes really shit. I mean, you know, look at. I mean, no disrespect to Craig, but in the last, you know, he was he was brilliant, and as soon as we made that that deal permanent, yeah. Yeah, you know, a few <laughs> mistakes started creeping. And it's happened before. Yeah. It happened with Shemmel and with Sebastian Shem was brilliant on like, and then as soon as he like the next season, it was absolutely gash. And um, we have that sort of um, mentality, unfortunately. Or they get injured, and that's it. They're absolutely useless. But uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward. To, I, I, just, I just, I just, you know, there's, there's just a real buzz around the place. You know, there was a. I was watching today on YouTube, um, the official site put out a little interview with Mark Noble and Kevin Nolan together. Brilliant brilliant interview like really funny and and really interesting about you know the role of a captain and and kevin nolan transitioning from a player to a coach and you know you still have that sort of he's still that got that player mentality about him but stuff like that i love it's a real buzz around it about the place at the moment so yeah it seems to be yeah that's important yeah yeah it's a really exciting time do you remember your i suppose you probably don't remember your first game because you went quite early on if i I was trying to think about it but i think i think when we won the FA Cup in eighty, I didn't go. Although I didn't go to that, the Charity Shield, the yeah. season after, which I think was against Liverpool, my dad tells me it was the first time he recalls taking me to a game. I remember nothing about it. Wow. Um, but the first game I remember properly was the eighty five eighty six season. Yeah, and it was the thrashing of Newcastle when we beat them eight one. You're too young to remember us. But, yeah, I'm too far too young. Uh, <laughs> and it's a famous game because Alvin Martin scored a hat trick against three oh, different goalkeepers. Yeah. One yeah. of them being Peter Beardsley. He went in goal. And I'd never seen West Ham score five, let alone eight. Yeah. And, um, oh, you know, that was a brilliant season. And that was the first game I really remember. Mm. Well, I, I suppose you, you couldn't really forget it as well. It's, it's not well, like exactly. it's a, a nil-nil draw against Barnsley on a, on a wet Tuesday. But um, but it's, it's funny because we interviewed... Um, Oh, and so that's going to come out obviously before uh, 
before we your one comes out we interviewed graham from west ham fan tv and his first game was the 10 nil 10 nil against that was uh, season, Berry. Yeah. and um that was his that was his one the 10 nil it's the first time ever in 88 years you know west ham has scored 10 Do you know the 10 crazy goals. thing about that game go on it we beat Berry 10 nil and we go and sign their center half yeah. paul hilton yeah. <laughs> only west ham would do that west ham way isn't it it's west ham way <laughs> Can we defend it well? Ten goals went past their defence. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got something about him, this boy. Um, but similarly, I remember we had what was it? I mean, it'd be Bobby Ferguson. He he mentioned it in, in passing, but obviously he played a pre-season friendly for Hibernian and he'd already signed for West Ham. And apparently and he didn't mention it in the but I, someone mentioned it to me before that he actually had a complete stinker that game, but he'd already signed for us. And obviously we could have famously got Gordon Banks, couldn't we? And we got Bobby Ferguson. Too late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was always, always too late. And he turned up in a um they called him the pillar box because he turned up in because it was in, either in yellow or green as a goalkeeper. And he turned up in red, head to toe in red. And everyone, everyone started shouting, call him a pillar box and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's the West Ham way. But yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a lot of people's first games aren't necessarily, it might be, or maybe it's a, some romanticism about it. You know, they maybe their first game was a, a nil-nil against Barnsley on a wet Tuesday, but they don't remember it. They remember... You remember, certain, you remember certain games that stand out. Of course you do. I mean, I've got my, my favourite game was the FA Cup quarterfinal against Everton. We were yeah. in the Division One. And we beat them 2-1. And I remember it was like 28,000, which at the time was a massive crowd. Up. It felt yeah. like a massive crowd at Upton Park. We queued for four hours to get in. Um, and I remember that night, Stuart Slater was like, brilliant, down the wing. We were all singing he was better than Gascoigne that night. Didn't yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, never quite materialised. But yeah, that, that, you know, certain games stand out, don't they, down the years? I'll say so do for, for good and bad for good and bad reasons as well. Sometimes sometimes it's the rubbish games that stand out in it as well because of you know, I remember uh, losing three nil three nil to Leeds. I remember men I can't remember, it must be mid nine, mid to late nineties. And we had we had Jonah and I think Mike Newell up front. Oh dear. And we didn't like we were gonna score if you know, if we played till today, you know, and it was just it was a horrible game. And I just remember that absolutely vividly i remember a game against villa where we scored they scored in the like the first minute and i think we scored in the i think the foe scored the equalizer in the 89th minute and nothing happened for the 88 <laughs> minutes in the middle absolutely nothing and it was just a goal each half and it's like oh that's it you know whistle off everyone goes home and it's almost like my, my, uh, my old man always tells me about a game he went to it might have been phil park's last one of his last games actually in the semi-finals against oldham my yeah. dad went up to Oldham with his cousin on the old plastic pitch. Semi-final first leg, we lost 6-0 in the pouring yeah. rain. We actually won 3-0 in the return leg, but it was obviously that, won uh, Was that Valentine's Day or something like that? I think they called it, I think it was Valentine's Day Massacre or something. I think it was around yeah, that time. Yeah, I think you're right. Rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny, man. <laughs> yeah it's it's great isn't it that's why i love doing these shows because it's like you, you know people reminisce about matches and and, and goals and yeah oh god i remember that oh, i don't remember that one you have to go back and re-watch it on youtube or stuff like that i absolutely love it absolutely love it right let's let's talk about your 11 so um everyone we have on the on the on the on the video on the yeah, video thing the, the channel that's it um has to give an 11 now obviously homework good I, I, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, you know, that's, that's what we want. That's what we want, dedication. You know, I mean, what else we've got to do? You've done a noble era now, so, you, you know, you've got time to... to you realise how tough it is. Do you know what? I see people doing it on your channel and I think, yeah, I could do that. But it's hard enough for me to do it and I ain't going to piss anyone off because I didn't play with any of these people. Yeah. So no one's going to be texting me saying, Skipper, why didn't you pick me in your team? Yeah, it's true. It's so true. It's, I, I think also, like, you know... I feel sorry for the guys who who have been you know fans since the sixties, or you know because they they've seen you know it's it's an even harder task for them. You know I think obviously the younger lads it's a lot easier because you know their their reference point is only a few years rather than fifty years. So you know obviously players have come and gone, but uh, it is quite it can be quite tricky. And actually, I I did mine, and maybe through doing this process, I may change mine. Yeah, I may change it because actually, I'm like, yeah, like I put Sebastian Shemwell at right back, and actually, 
I don't know. I don't know now. You know, I'm changing my mind. I, you know, I'm second guessing myself now. I can't because Steve's done me a lovely print. But um, <laughs> you know, that's sort of that's a good way. Can't. But you know, Tim Breaker. I can't. Uh, you know, I love Tim. But oh, Steve Potts, right? But you know, I don't know. Anyway, so we're doing your one. That's the main thing to give. It's not my. You one. know what I um, like? Just going back. I like when you've got the players and you've obviously got their name there because if you didn't have their name there. Like the other day, you had Joey O'Brien. I wouldn't have known it was Joey no, O'Brien. No, didn't, no, me didn't neither. say Joey O'Brien. No, I didn't know that either. I, I, honestly, I didn't. I <laughs> it didn't wasn't know, just some I, bloke, was it? Turned up saying, "I'll, I'll do it." <laughs> yeah, I'm Joey O'Brien. Oh, I'm, I'm Spartacus, and so is my wife. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I. Uh, yeah, some people look really funny, isn't it? So, I mean, he looks. I mean, he's the hair for him. Obviously, like some. Obviously, I, I, I know. I think mean, there's some people who, you know, particularly the older players, go, oh, "That's that's." That's you know, would recognise that Devon would you? No, Dev was the only one I was <laughs> going to say. Dev, um, and eventually when we get Er Berkovich on, he looks completely different as well. Yes. Like, the years have not been kind to Er, bless him. Um, <laughs> but everyone else looks, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Christ, Guido Mills looks like he could do ninety minutes. He just looks, he looks so fit, fit and he's like, ever, yeah. And and uh, and Faubert and all the French lads, you know, picky on. They all look like they're proper. Like they still got it, man. But um, right. Anyway, let's let's do your skip. Who, who's in goal for the skipper eleven? Right, so this team, it's um, I'll go with your standard four four two, which I know that Thank you like, you. and it's it's my it's a mix of my favourite players. They're obviously not the best the best eleven that's ever graced the pitch, but it's the players I remember and grew up liking. So in goal for me, it's, there's only one player really, and it's got to be Ludo. Ludo, Ludo, yeah, top boy. You know, had his top own boy. song about him. Um, just. Solid, obviously prone to the odd era like any goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, but just the other, the other month I was watching the season reviews and you just forgot some of the saves he made. Fantastic. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always against Man United. Oh, that game it, especially, just, yeah. But it's a few times. It was always him. I, I, someone mentioned that they, before Schmeichel came, they were looking at, at, at McCloskey, um potentially uh, rather than Schmeichel um and it's like it was almost like well if he's playing for you he can't cost you the championship or the premiership so you might yeah, yeah. better devil you know devil you don't but yeah Ludo top man uh, and obviously such an unusual obviously you know a little bit sort of you know he was a foreign based player um but you know from the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia at the time wasn't it no one really obviously clearly no one knew where it was hence the song but um his, he was just so athletic and, and so different from Phil Parks. He was just a unit. And Ludo was just like more like the modern day goalkeeper, you know, sort of still a big lad, but more athletic rather than just big. Um, but yeah. And he just and said, it's interesting listening to players who played with him on your channel. And they, they speak about him, you know, players, obviously, I think he was different to anything that was around at that time coming yeah. with his own training methods or you know it would have been completely different and you know obviously foreign foreigners coming into the game back then not like today is it so it must have been very strange yeah it must have been weird as well because yeah he didn't speak very good english i think i think it was trevor morley mentioned that um and and um he he couldn't and they, they were staying at the swallow and he couldn't it, everything sounded like swallow when he was saying follow <laughs> swallow it all sounded the same and so no one really knew what he was talking about but uh it didn't even deal i mean he he seemed to be in goal for us forever yeah forever. <laughs> yeah um and yeah he's a lovely guy lovely guy eventually i, I will put convince him to come on eventually right we'll put ludo in who's next then skipper um if we go left back got to be julian yeah yeah really <laughs> it's a pretty obvious one for like our generation really isn't it it's julian really for someone who's the, yeah the one i remember um growing up you know um and obviously um he got himself in a bit of trouble a couple of times um yeah. a few red cards along the way but he's got some great goals didn't he Oh, he's, I mean, he was he was a fantastic player, you know. And I think, I think we we interviewed Graham from West Ham Fan TV. He he made a really good point. He was saying that you know the the it's 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 like outside of West Ham, he was like perceived as this yob. He was just a yob. Yeah. He put it about, but anyone inside West Ham knew what a fantastic player he was. And uh, and obviously, you know, we've we've spoken to him, spoken to players who have played with him, and you know, he's just. An incredibly gifted football footballer, which and didn't he hate training? From what I heard, from people said he 
He wasn't, he yeah, he didn't know the trade. He was yeah, more like warming up. Didn't like warming up right. pre-match. He didn't mind doing training. He didn't like running. But he, he his theory was that he didn't need to. Right. Um, and I think with warming up, he never used to warm up like on the pitch pre-match. Um, Harry made him do it once and he, he hobbled back in pretending he'd pulled his hamstring. Um, and Harry went, what have you done? I said, I've done my hamstring. He said, why? Well, he says, because you made me go out and warm up. I told you I can't do it. And his, his warm up, I think he said, was a can of Coke and a Mars bar sitting in his, he had, no, he had his shorts on and his socks and, and, and boots sitting in the hot bath. Sounds more Sunday league than Premier League, doesn't it? Sounds, yeah, but, it's, but I mean, it's just, and I think that's why I think it, it was it was quite relatable, isn't it? He was just a guy you could easily yeah. see. I mean, I know he owned a pub as well, but you know, if you walked into a, a pub, but you you could easily see him at the bar, and I think that's why we all took to him um, because he was a fantastic player as well. He looked like a he looked like a pub footballer, really, didn't he? Yeah, like you know, to be fair, yeah. um, thinking yeah. about the second time round with the skinhead and the ripped shirt and the you know, he's a lovely guy as well. I got fortunate enough to meet him. Oh, he's brilliant. Well, so. Oh, he's fantastic. I, really I love nice. him. He's such a lovely guy. Okay, I put Julian in. Uh, who's next, then, Skipper? Uh, if we go the other side, you've already mentioned him, um, Tim Breaker. Timmy Breaker. Nice, Mr. Again, Reliable. Uh, that was my era growing up. Used to get forward. Uh, scored a couple of goals, I think. But um, yeah, just remember him always. You know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't the best player, but hundred percent. Yeah, but I think I think I think I, I yeah I've got a newfound respect for for Tim Breaker. I never really appreciated him. I think when I was watching him, yeah, that's true. I was I was maybe I was quite young, and and it and it was all about Ian Bishop and, and Pete Butler. And um, <laughs> here we go, managed to get him. How long we've been? Only been thirty minutes, and managed Pete Butler. I mentioned him, um, or or Trevor Morley, or you know, it was all about the the guys scoring the goals and the flashy players. But you know, I think maybe I think that's why I really appreciate Sue Fowl now as a player because. I, you know, maybe a little bit older, a little bit wiser, you know, a little bit, you know, and a little bit tuned into the game now. And you, you know, and you watch, you watch those guys. And, and he was very similar to, he's, I see Sue Fowl like a modern day Tim Breaker in that he sort of like, you know, very similar. They were, they were literally always bombing down that right side, lots of crosses. Tim got quite a few assists as well. You know, I was watching a lot of his stuff again, a lot of season reviews as well. And uh, yeah, he's a, he was a, I think he was a guy who didn't get the the adjuration. Is that the right word? But yeah, sort of now, you know, now I get more of appreciation of him now. And doing this type of thing, you know, a lot of people pick him because, you know, we haven't been blessed with right backs, really. And no. so he was he was uh, he was definitely a a a, a light in a lot of dark um, in terms of that mm. position. But uh, Fowl was a close second, but he's yeah. only been with us for too one early, season. isn't it? Yeah. So- too early, yeah. Too early, but he, but clearly, if he's in, you know, another two, three years, he'd be there. You know, I, I've been mean, thinking about it. I put Shemuel in. Shemuel only played to about two seasons, and yeah, one of them, one of them was under the year, and one of them was absolutely gash. So, you know, I think I wasn't thinking properly at the time. But anyway, we'll put, put Tim Breaker in. Center backs, first center off. First center off, um, Steve Potts. Oh, Potsy, where'd we find there? He's was only about five foot four, wasn't he? Five foot five. Yeah, but he won yeah. a lot of headers. He did. He did. And he and he, he could read the game. And I think that's you don't need to be six foot five to be a centre back, to be honest. If you can read the game and played a lot of games. A lot of games. Scored yeah. one goal. Yep. I saw it on a season review. He went through the goalkeeper's legs. He did, absolutely spooned it. Absolutely spooned it. Again the whole city. Was it whole city? Yes, yeah, it went through his legs, didn't he? We, when we did a, our Steve Potts appreciation night, we we replayed it a few times because it's just <laughs> like it's you know and, and the thing was he I think it was he'd had a shot just before that as well, which was a really yeah. good shot. And then he had that one with the spooner. And I think there was a game, I think it was against Liverpool in the Premier League where he, he, I think Don Hutchinson or someone took it off him and scored. And actually, he was through, not through on goal, but he was through with a chance. And uh, so yeah, there's a couple of times where he could have got a second, but uh, yeah, and he's brilliant. And, you know, the fact he's still in that, you know, he's involved with the club and yeah. still in the 23s. It's great. I, I love Steve I just Pop. remember him. He was always seemed reliable. Didn't remember him yeah. making many errors. No. Um, yeah, solid. Really solid, really solid, and a very humble man. Yeah, a very humble man. So mm. humble, he doesn't like. 
doing interviews. So. Uh, I was going to say, you, you've not got them on there. I'm trying. I've got Sorry. agents out there. I've got agents out there. I mean, Christ, I've interviewed pretty much the whole coaching staff now at West Ham, it seems, yeah. from the youth staff. And, uh, yeah. And, and the new assistant, the manager to the, the women's team, Paul Conchetti. I saw that today, Brilliant. yeah. Oh mate, oh he, he's and he's just turned he turned forty yesterday as well. So it's a man. celebration. So yeah, he's uh, that's good. I think that's great. I love the fact that there's there's that connection between the men's team, and the women's team as well. You know, it's not. I mean, some some clubs treat it almost like a completely separate entity, but the fact is they you know they 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 still they train in in Chadwell Heath and and they they play at Dagenham and Redbridge and, and you know you've got the Kincheski thing in there and you obviously got people like Kate Longhurst who's a massive West Ham fan and. Obviously, obviously, Jack looks after them as well. So, you know, I, I think it's really cool. Really cool. I'm definitely going to go down and see a few games next season. Definitely down the daggers. Oh, yeah, I, used to, yeah. I used to prefer it rush green because it's like five minutes down the road for me. I've but seen anyway. them once because they played at the London Stadium against Spurs. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And they lost. We lost, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe it. Yeah, bigging it all up. It's the West Ham way, isn't it? Bigging them all up. We get Spurs. I think they've just been promoted as well. Spurs as well. Yeah. Uh, into the into WSL and yeah, they got. To, oh, it was t- two nil, weren't it, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I that. It was, oh, yeah. Typical. It was, that was that was the time. But no, they're good fun. I love it because it reminds me of because I never get to see football like properly. You know, I, I'm not. I don't get to see it as a as a fan really. Yeah. Yeah. Type of yeah. So I never get to, so. I remember taking my daughter, taking Flo and and Flo's friends, and and Joe came as well. And and I was sat sat there, and I stood on you know literally on the on the the standing rails, you know literally spitting distance from the linesman, give it, like proper giving it like to the linesman. And Joe's like, "What the hell are you doing, Russ? This is I, like, I don't know. I've just been taken over with like the football supporter inside me. It was a, it was so like I don't know. It was so like cathartic doing it. It was just amazing. So uh, Flo sort of half enjoyed it when it's sunny. Because it was sunny, it was so you didn't mind it. So um, I will be taking to a, hopefully to a couple of games next season. But uh, it's the yeah. timing, isn't it? It's, it, it? On funny times, the women's games yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, really weird. But um, but yeah, all right. We'll put Steve Potsy in. Potsy's in. I, I actually started a, a Steve Potts uh, fan club. Me and my mate Tom Taylor, we had a Steve Potts fan club. <laughs> that was it. Me and him. That was it. I'll join. Steve, <laughs> Steve Potts Appreciation Society. It was called. Um, right. We put Potsy in. Who's going to partner? So um, I had to think about this one because obviously when I first started watching them, it was sort of the end of Alvin Martin. Yeah. Tony Gale could have had Slavin in there. But in the end, um, I went for Rio. Yeah. 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 When he broke through, I just remember, you know, there's a lot of talk about him. And I think obviously to this day, actually, you know, whenever he came back with Man United or whatever, the fans gave him such a great reception. Yeah. Yeah. He always spoke so highly of West Ham. Yeah, and um, obviously, look, you know, look what he went on to do in his career. Yeah, Brilliant. exactly. And I, I think there's still like that little bit of Rio, uh, you know, a bit of West Ham still in in Rio. If that makes sense, you know, I yeah. just think there's he'll always have that. You know, the fact is we were the ones who who put him on that map um, from a very early age. He you know. he remembers that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and I think there's still a soft spot for him. I mean, Man United uh, or his club, basically. You know, Man United. He was there for. He was very successful there. He's there for the longest yeah. period and stuff like that. And obviously, got it broken to the England squad with Man United and stuff like that. But you still think there's. I think maybe also because his brother, the connection with his brother as well, and there's there's definitely a West Ham part still there. That's the way yeah. I see it. But yeah, absolutely quality guy, quality man. Um, right, let's go into midfield then. Who's your first midfielder then, Skipper? So I'll go out on the left, and there's a controversial one, I'm afraid. Yep. Dimitri Pyatt. I bought it already. I was already going to click you it. Knew as, soon it you, didn't you? as soon as you said the word controversial, I was like, right, Pyatt. But as I said, Pyatt, I'm, I will do an update video soon. I think Pyatt is one of the most picked players. He will be. Yeah, despite being controversial. You know what I mean? But, you know, the way it ended was very sour. But yes. if you remember that season, he people would have paid money to watch players like that. He put bums oh, on yeah. seats. Yeah. You know, when, when he got the ball, you sat and watched. He excited you. And more often than not, something came from it. Brilliant free kicks or great goals. If yeah. he didn't get injured for that period, I think we would have finished a little bit higher up that season. I totally agree. There's, there's there's a lot of parallels to this season. I think. Um, I think the difference it, this season is we're not reliant on one person. No, no, you we're are. But, but, with him. 
but we sort of can't. I know we, I know we're not. I know we're not. But we are kind of with Declan Rice. <laughs> but I know we're not. We're not. But, but you are totally right. We're not. It's like when Payet, yeah, when, when your whole game plan, when Slav's whole match plan was basically give it to Payet and Payet gets injured, that buggers up your match plan. And then we were crap. We were like proper crap. But obviously, you know, and, and obviously when he came back, as you said, and so we were we were in the Champions League spots. We could have gone into Champions and it just fell by the wayside. We finished, I think we finished seventh or eighth, didn't we, that season? I think we finally. Yeah. It's going to be quite serious. Season, yeah. Um, you know, so, and it's, so we were riding high. And I think, you know, if Declan Rice didn't get injured this season, we would be in the Champions League spots, no problem at all. And and um, it's going to be one of those what, what if things. But same as when we had that season, what if if Pyatt hadn't got injured, we would have been in the Champions League. But, but look, when was, he was playing for us, he was yeah. one of the best players in Europe. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Amazing and player. He got back into the national French national side from playing for us. Yeah. And if you think about it, since he's left, you don't really hear much of him, do you? No. The occasional Twitter video of him scoring a, a free kick, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, the fact is, you know, in a similar way to like a lot of other nations, if you don't play in your national league, you don't get picked unless you're very, 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 very good. Um, well, they make an exception. And and obviously when he was, he was, I mean, when he was at Marseille, he was still, you know, before he joined us, he was still top of the, you know, the, the leagues, uh, top of the European leagues for chances created. I think he's still like top, one of the top ones in the Premier League or something ridiculous, you know, yeah. and he's left how many years ago, but um, to break into the French team made a massive, you know, it was huge, particularly from a, a foreign-based team. So, um, but obviously, you know, things like the Euros as well, when he was playing for the Euros and we we're all French fans after England got knocked out, you know, and yeah, he was, he was a great player and he, he just, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had that amazing season. And obviously this season is more amazing, but, but that season had more history, his, historical sort of, you know, context, but uh you know, it's, um, he was a great player. There's no just denying the fact. Oh. Yeah, he left. He left though in a funny way, but those type of players do. Those peculiar and he's, players. He's the only player I believe I've put in my team. Most recent player, really, because a lot of yeah. them are a bit further back. But because he was such a great player, I just had to fit him in, regardless of how it ended. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not many situations where you have a Ballon d'Or nominee in your team. No. And not like, you know. Messi at 53 turning up for you know <laughs> for Dagger and Redbridge, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, he was he was in his prime playing for us, and that's why I think a lot of people pick him because he was so influential. Um, such a great player. Right, we'll put Pyatt in. Who's next? Who's next in Skipper? So on the other wing, um, I used to love Kevin King. I yeah. used to love Kevin King, but unfortunately he doesn't get in my side because Tricky Trev beats him to it. Tricky Trev's in. Was that was that a little mic drop there? It's like it sounded like you did a little mic drop after that. Like Trevor Sinclair's in. That's it. Done. He's in. Done. <laughs> I remember he scored that overhead kick for QPR in the FA yeah. Cup. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I always thought, what a player! So I was so pleased when we got him. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's he's got you know. I know he's been on your channel, and you always say, love him. Send you a little message now and then. Oh, I love, I love him. I love, I love Trevor. I love him. I love listening um, to him on the radio and on when he's on the box and that. He's really good, and he like, you know, he loves the club, and 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 yeah. that's what I love about some about well, actually everyone really. Most of the players, you know, everyone seems to still follow the club and will will message. You know, if team are playing well or whatever, they'll be on social media tweeting about it or Instagram posting or whatever. And it's because it's a, it's a special club, but and and he and you know, obviously for me, he was. He represented and, and some other players, obviously, of that generation. My most enjoyable time as a fan, I think. I love that period. That was so much fun. You know, prolonged, you know, I think we were three, yeah, three seasons in the in the top nine. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, hopefully those, t- those times are going to come back again now. But it was, it was, it wasn't that we didn't have one season wonders. We didn't no. have a a bowling season and then we've had four seasons of gash until five seasons of gash until this season, you know, so it was, uh, it was exciting. It was, but it wasn't just successful. It was exciting football, exciting on the pitch, entertaining. We were entertained. We had your John Moncurs, we had razors, we had these people, these characters. And uh, I always look at that period with real sort of like, 
you know, uh, misty eyes because it was it was an amazing time. I, I loved I love that time. That period was absolutely amazing, um, and and Trevor epitomised it. And um, he scored some great goals for us as well. Never scored a tap in, in my no. opinion. Never scored a tap. We did, no. we did we did another appreciation night. We did always put always bloody you know goals one after the other, and he turned up, which was quite funny. Um, no. To his own funny, it's like it's like this is your life, and he actually t- you know um, I had to let him go because like Anton and Ryan were getting proper like gooey eyed you know they're watching their idols and and uh and but all these goals never scored a single score tapping it was always like you know a 20 yard banger it's always over boxing day he always scored a cracking goal on yeah. boxing day as well um he said that his his mum used to put it's probably what his mum put in the turkey or something he said on one interview <laughs> and i thought it was absolutely brilliant but yeah we'll put tricky trevor in so we've got pie on one wing tricky trevor on the other first center mid yeah midfield was difficult um and this player gets him because for me in the nineties, I just used to love watching him. Ian Bishop. Oh, Bish Bosh. If nothing else for that hair alone. What a player. What a player. Ahead of his time. I think he's ahead of his time. He would fit into today's game so well. So well, I think. Such a it reminds me of like you look how successful someone like David Silva was for Man City for many years, despite not being blisteringly gifted with pace. You know, he he was still banging them in and getting top assists and things like that, and that's what Bish was doing. I I, th- I I thought Bish was a fantastic player, absolutely phenomenal player. You know how certain seasons some some kits make you think of a player, and I just think yes. of BAC windows on the shirt, and I just remember Bishop wearing that. What one? The away, the home strip or the away strip? I think the away one. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. One. Yeah. That's a great shout, and I think that's that. And if we're led to be believed, that's the uh, that's the theme of one of the strips for next season. Apparently, says X. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but yeah. So, but yeah, that BAC. Oh no, for me it was Dagenham Dagenham Motors because I when I started it was when I started sporting yeah. ninety two ninety three, and they just moved to Dagenham. And obviously, the club have got them now, haven't they? The Dagenham Redbridge version, and uh, but they haven't got my size. I found that I got my size, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's coming. They're coming back in uh, September. So, um, but yeah, Bishop was definitely that that blue and white, the Argentina sort of. That's in, the, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and I saw him on your channel, and he's you know lovely guy. Oh, in the states now, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the states, loving life over there. He's brilliant and such a nice guy. And uh, and they, yeah, he's yeah he's, he's yeah he's such a nice guy. He didn't give do an eleven because he didn't want to piss him off and. Uh, but that's Bish, and so you sort of sounds like, like he was a character in the dressing room as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think they all were. That was the time yeah, where they all yeah. they all seemed to be good characters, and they all seemed to have a laugh, and you know, not like to the you know, I mean, not bullying because that's no, but it was like everyone you know the youth team players as well. If they wanted to, you know, if, you know, the older players loved them having a pop at them because it showed that they had character and they had the balls to to you know be in a man's game so to speak and uh and bish i think yeah he's uh yeah and funny funny story about ian bishop he uh he did a he turned up at my brother and my school me and my brother's school um in La- in no in debdom not in Loughton, in debdom well it was loud that definite foundation school and um and he did a sort of one of those you know they used to do the sort of hidden camera shows and, and he did one on my brother. So they put up all these like cameras in my brother's art class. It was from like some Dave Benson Phillips program or something like that. And, uh, and Ian Bishop was, they, they literally sort of jumped, like pounced in. And, and Bish and Tom, uh, they said to my brother, Oh, do you know this is, this is, yeah, Ian Bishop, Ray. And they had to go and do like football training on the, on the, on the on the tarmac at the uh, in the netball courts and uh, he remembers it he does remember it after really? about it yeah. yeah and it's just so funny uh, absolutely brilliant love him love him love him love him right okay bish bosh is in who's next so the next one um funny enough i remember this because um i was on my honeymoon yeah and was in uh, mauritius and um there weren't much to do in Mauritius. I mean, it was a honeymoon, so make of that what you will. You'd make your own entertainment. But one evening, put a telly up, and football was on, and West Ham were playing Aston Villa, and this player scored a brilliant goal, yeah. and it's Yossi Benayou. Oh, yeah, nice. Good player. Good player, Yossi was. I liked him. Where is he? There My wife said, turn him. that bloody off. I said, no, we're winning 4-0. <laughs> what a player Yossi was, though. Fantastic player. And he's a good Jewish boy like myself. Yep. 
Oy vey. But a great plan. And, and I used to work for a Jewish company, so you know, I'm 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 probably more Jewish than a lot of my friends who are Jewish, because <laughs> I because I knew because they they were proper Jewish. I, I called them proper Jewish people. <laughs> It was like in Collindale, so like gold, proper gold is green, you know. So, and um, and yeah, they and, and and the guy I used to sit next to was called Yoshi, was well, it? Joseph, Joseph, but obviously they called him Yoshi. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so so uh, so yeah, and it was always uh, and I and I'd, I'd text my mates, oh, happy Hanukkah, or or anyone. They went, oh shit, is it today? Oh shit, uh, I thought I thought it was a bit quiet around there. You know, they didn't know. I knew all of them because obviously they'd all be on all my all my work colleagues would be on holiday. So uh, yeah, but um, Yoshi Benayoun, top man. Yeah, 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 fantastic player, and oh, uh, yeah. and 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 was a boomerang player. You know, went and came back as well. You know, yeah. and, and um, best player on the pitch apart from that one minute Gerard scored at a FA Cup final. He was amazing mm. that day. Yoshi was absolutely amazing. Um, right, Bish and Bish and Bish and Ben Ayun, I like that in the middle. That's uh, that's uh, some alliteration for you. Right, who is up front? Who's your first striker? So, um, first striker is Mr. Decanio. Yeah, PDC. Had to put him in. Yeah. Had to put him in. He was the first player I remember just, with, you know, he showed that flair and Italian uh, charisma yeah. on the pitch, something completely different from what I'd seen before. Um, I remember that one game, was it he took the ball off Lampard and I was arguing over that penalty. Yeah, and uh, I hadn't seen anything like that before, and uh, yeah, he was, uh, and obviously that goal, the volley. Yeah, yeah, fantastic Brilliant. player, and again, similar as you said, similar to to sort of Pyatt in terms of you, know, you would pay your your transfer, your, your transfer fee, you'd pay pay your season ticket to see him. He was that good. Yeah. He was that entertaining, and and again, we you know, we love players who get off of our seats, and, and he did that. Um, not even necessarily for his skill, just for his characteristics, the way he held himself, the way he, you know, would throw tantrums, all that type of yeah, stuff we loved. So, I mean. And, and we love players who love the club. And I don't think anyone yeah. epitomises that more than him. When he talks yeah. about West Ham, he really shows he loves the, the club, doesn't he? No, I totally agree. He's and yeah, just a lovely guy. Love, love, lovely man. Loves the club. Um, anyone who's got a West Ham tattoo, I have utmost respect for because <laughs> I don't like needles. So you know, don't like fish and don't like needles. And so yeah, for me, that's that's uh, if he's you know in, to get inked and not even be a like you know obviously he he became a fan having played for the club uh you know it's not like it's a boyhood club you know he wasn't standing on the terraces watching him in the north bank when he was a young lad but you know he's, he had this affiliation sometimes a player and a club's fan base just connect and and, yeah, and that happens. doesn't happen very often but when it does don't it's get very me special. wrong i would never want him to be our manager oh god no christ no no no, no. material but... oh god no <laughs> I know didn't exactly quite work out for him as a boss did it in the, no, no. Having interviewed a few players, a few people who saw him as a manager, um, he's, he's he. I think we interviewed. Oh, we interview? I think he might have been John Joe and his dad, um, and they had got, uh, they'd got invited to go to Swindon to see Paolo, and he'd obviously just moved. He was the manager at Swindon, and he basically was like, he was like, he took him for a special tour. Uh, he went back to his office and literally in his office, in his like in his desk drawers, he had pictures and cuttings full of his West End days, you know, and they were getting out and going. Th- and this isn't like this is like in the city, wherever, I don't know where the Swindon ground is, um, the county ground, probably something like that. But, you know, this is and he's going through it in his office. It's like, well, yeah, mine's not on the game. Surely if you've got like, a whole drawer in your office about West Ham, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> I just don't think, and I think sometimes, you know, when a player is so good, he sets himself such high standards that he assumes that the players around him will have those high standards as well in terms of technique and stuff like that. And he was a few, you know, he wasn't in the Premier League. He was in League One or League Two. You know, he was, so you're not going to be playing with the skill level that you're going to have in the Premier League. And maybe that might have rubbed people up the wrong way and stuff as well. But, um, yeah. You'd have him as a cheerleader. 
I'd have him like yeah. he, he could he could fly, like fly one of the flags. He'd be good at that, you know, and get everyone up and you know like an ultra fan, you know, like like oh you know, yeah, I can like, imagine doing that. Yeah, yeah, like big drum or whatever. He'd be proper up for that. But yeah, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't put him anywhere near the team managing. Definitely not. He's Maybe the one you need to get on your show. He'd be your flagship. One day, don't worry, Skip. One day, man, sort it out. It's in the works. Might not be to the end of the year, but it's in the works. Right. Okay. Palo's in. Who is the last spot? So the last spot is actually my favourite ever all-time hammer. And it might surprise really? some people, but it's Frank McAvenny. Frank McAvenny, the Maxster. Whether they the can Mac- play together as a front two, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> as I said, it's yeah. a team that I grew up remembering watching. And he was my favourite player. That season with TC up top. Yeah. Brilliant. Phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. And, and again, character. And again, yeah, character. You know, and, and that, that's something about that about about all those players. You know, they're all, they're all characters. You know, and, and the particular eighty five, eighty six team. I know. You know, the fact is, you know, they they do all the circuit. They do all the, you know, the hammers evenings and things like that with with Len and and, and Johnny and all those guys. And people pay to go and watch them say the same stories. Yeah. That, the history has not changed. We didn't win the league that year, you know. We did that, and and they were, and they did it. The, but you you pay <coughs> just to listen to the stories again, just because of the characters and the way they tell them. And you know the punchline, but it's you you have to go. And I think that's what I'm really looking forward to this summer. Once everything gets sorted again, you know, they start. You know, obviously from from June the 21st, wherever it is, we've you know there's 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 a lot of events already starting and being booked in. And I'm gagging just to go and hear those stories again because then you know it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. Particularly you've heard them a thousand times. You, exactly, you exactly. You've heard them over and over again, and and it, but you you just love listening to the stories, and you don't get nothing new out of them, you know. Because they, mm. <laughs> and Frank was them. a boomerang player. He he worked yeah. the same the t- second time he no, came round. No, no, no. I remember his final game for us. He <coughs> he started or came on against Notts Forest. He scored a hat trick. Yeah, we won the game three 0 yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was top man. He was my favourite. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think he's yeah. He's obviously we've had him on. I, I, he's great. He's he's great, Frank. He's he's a good lad. The old programs used to have um, pull out posters in the centre. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had McAvee above my bed. I remember. I remember when we had Danny. I remember when we had Danny, and I remember really clearly. I must have been sitting. It must have been sitting in the east stand, and they had Danny in the centre fold, so to speak, of the program. And there was girls, and they'd. And it was like it was just weird. They were like sticking them up on the side of the stand. These pictures of Danny, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was just, just felt so wrong. Felt like it was smash hits. You know, it's like you know yeah. the inside felt smash hits. But yeah, the posters in the middle. Oh god, yeah. Oh, funny! He was a better model than he was a footballer, though, wasn't he? So. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's still, he scored. He scored. He did score against Spurs, I suppose. Yeah, he? so that that just that puts you down. Tick. You know, you score against Spurs, you're in already. You're in forever. But um, right, where's the team? Let me bring it up. There's the team. Oh, there you go. There you go. There's a lot of skill in that team. Lots Took a long time to do that. <laughs> it does. It does, doesn't it? It's quite. It's quite. I've said. I've said the word cathartic twice in the episode, but it is quite cathartic going through and. Going going back through your old programs and your old season reviews and thinking about players and you know I've I've you know I, I like I can imagine in some cases it's a bit like X Factor you know when Simon Cow picks his five his final five and he does it with like all the Polaroids and he can't make decisions he has to go oh I'm going to sleep on this I'm going to come back to this in the morning that's happened with some people I've had I've had messages from people and they, they they've got so stressed doing this so stressed because like, I, I can't believe i haven't put in that's why you do the um, honorable mentions as you always say always do the honorable mentions and then that's it particularly the, the, the ex-players they cut they that's they get out of jail free card honorable yeah. mentions i could have done and a I'm, second 11 easily i trevor morley <laughs> you easy. know frank lampard loads of players uh, ashton could have put loads in Hartson. yeah but you've got to pick your 11. And although that team may be a little bit lopsided, um, very attacking minded, and maybe we'll probably win 5 4, and Julian Dix will probably get sent off. But there you go. Particularly today's the game. Yeah, how many games Julian would play in a VAR, in a VAR industry, you know, VAR, VAR world we live in now? But uh, 
No, no, no. It's all good. Skits, man. It's been a pleasure. I've been enjoyed a pleasure, it, my friend. Thank you, Russ. Good, good fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. Um, and and obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. Um, so you know, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash your hands off myself. I've done it, done it wrong. I've done it wrong, Skit. You've done, done it wrong. wrong. Damn. You've done anyway, it a anyway. few times before. Come on, you know how it goes. I know. And for myself and from Skip, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those appointments when you get your jab appointments. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.